Hello and welcome to In Star Trek We Trust. This week we will be discussing the Star Trek Picard episode, Stardust City Rag. My name is Ethan and I'm joined as always by the esteemed Kevin. And we are on the fifth episode of mm-hmm. Star Trek Picard, an episode that caused quite the stir. <sighs> yeah, very much so. Um, we're halfway into the season right now. Uh-huh. Um, and it feels like it. It feels like it. Particularly um, seeing the preview for next episode. Yes. Things start to yeah. hit the fan, so to speak. But um, it's it's been, from what I've checked out of the fan reaction, it's becoming, this episode particularly seems extremely, like, polarizing. And even, like, mildly divisive. Like, people are not responding well to it, from what I can tell. Interesting. Yeah. For a number of reasons. I think the biggest reason is the perceived heightened violence in this episode particularly, as compared to, like, the other shows. You know, particularly the first minute or so. Okay, so that's interesting. So I've kept away yeah. from the the, uh, the fur Fuhrer. Yeah. So I was wondering if it was about what happened later with Seven, or if it was about the opening. So it was the opening. That's where people seem to be setting their sights on, focusing the most, is the opening. Gruesome. I've seen, yeah, I've seen some criticisms about Seven, at least in terms of, like, how she was utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, for me, I mean, I so many thoughts, but um, I'm not, the violence is no big deal to me, because violence, of course, is nothing new. It was gruesome. It was gruesome, but... I mean... I feel like we've seen gruesome things like that before. Yeah, we have. And I think, also, I thought it served a purpose in that we had to see why Seven was as upset as she was and angry as she was. Well, you know, here's the thing. As somebody who... I do watch a lot of horror movies. I'm fine with watching gore. I just think that, in some cases, suggesting something is better than actually showing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it all, that all comes down to artistic. Because you know, it's mostly just the choice, eyeball, obviously. right? The eyeball getting pulled. Yeah, out. and that was that. Yeah, that was a little unsettling, only because like I was. Just, it was. Yeah. I thought though it served to show the brutality of these people. Right. And why? And it, and it also immediately made us hate them. Right. So that when the moral, ethical decision came later, you know. And we wouldn't be so quick to be on Picard's side, given that we had seen the horrors that they well, were perpetrating. And I think specifically done to a character that, for, who was on Voyager. Yeah, so I, this is where yeah. you can explain to me, who is yeah. this person? An old enemy we are the poor, but a new generation. Captain, they're children. Don't let their parents fool you. They are in control of this vessel. So young. Your weapon won't work here. And so deadly. Comply. Or your hostages die. Voyager. So Ichab is his name. Um, he was a former board drone, as said on the show. Who vo- he's one of four other kids who Voyager rescues from a sort of derelict okay. board vessel. A kid and board. he, they take him aboard. It's him and three other kids, and it's. Happens in the season six episode called um, Collective. Um, we I should have we should have said I should have said like let's you know check that episode out before we record but whatever. Um, and they stay on the ship 
really through the rest of the show. Um, the All other three, four. No, well, the other three, um, you know, they find, they locate their parents and they send them home. They eventually locate Echip's parents, but then you find out that there's something a little bit more sinister going on with them, and they're actually using him to kind of bait the Borg into coming to their planet. For, um, okay. And so each have ultimately decided. So he's an orphan, sort of, almost. Almost. And so, uh, you know, of course, when Voyager brings him home, there's a, there's a facade, you know, he's welcome back with open arms, and as soon as they leave, he uncovers something a little bit more sinister going on, and so... As you can imagine, all hell breaks loose and this and that, and then Voyager comes back and takes him back aboard, and uh, he stays on with them until they get home and makes his way, as this episode has shown, into Starfleet. Mm-hmm. And he's brought back and killed off. So he was on uh, for how long? On the show? So we joined the show in midway into season six. He was a recurring. He wasn't part of the main cast. We so didn't appear okay. in every single episode. So would this be comparable to us seeing... Jake Sisko getting killed and that it's a character we knew as a kid before and he wasn't on it all the time but he was no Jake enough. was Jake was more vital Jake and Jake Jake was Jake's name was in the opening credits like he was a he was a you know okay so he was yeah. less than that yeah more like if we saw Pulaski getting tortured I, I yeah maybe <laughs> okay. maybe yeah yeah um, I, it's difficult for me to come up with a comparable character. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so that makes but, sense then. Yeah, if I, if one comes to mind, maybe I'll uh, I'll mention it. But yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, a, a, a well kept secret. We weren't uh, expecting. I don't think anyone was expecting to see him again. But, right, a well kept yeah. secret that in an episode where there were a couple of well kept secrets that were revealed, yes. sevens yeah. and Agnes's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but overall, I don't know, like, the way I feel about this episode coming out of it, um, is I'm, I've liked every episode up until this point, and I feel like the show is really at this one, at least, it feels like it went off the rails a little bit. Like, I just, I don't even know what the hell was going on with this one. So that's how I felt after the first watch. Yeah. After the second yeah, watch. Yeah, it was more after the first watch. I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. Because, essentially, I it's been my least favorite episode, but that Definitely. Doesn't, doesn't mean I didn't like it. And actually, based on the promotions for it the week before, it looked like it was going to be, like, the most fun, but... Yeah. Yeah. Right, and it had one aspect that was fun, and it lasted a few minutes, and that was it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and a lot, a lot happened in this one. A lot so. did happen. A lot of disparate things because mm-hmm. we had we had the flashbacks with Agnes and, and um, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Maddie. We actually get to see him this time. Yes, a lot. Finally, for but no more. Not the same. <laughs> act, not the same actor. It's not okay. Yeah, that's. I was trying to figure that. Neither out. Neither was Ichab. Ichab was a different actor too. It didn't look like the same actor. I wonder why they didn't get the same actor. Well, and so if I can get go off on that for a second, fans are not happy about that either. Okay. And they're using it as ammo to say, see, they don't care about it. And it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, maybe they did reach out to the original No, maybe actor. he like, owns a car, uh, used car lot now. He's maybe he just, I don't, th- and I checked his name. He doesn't really have many acting credits recent. Yeah. So he just, maybe he doesn't, you know, you don't know. So, yeah, so we got that, that story. Um, yeah. We got Rafi's story. Yep. Interesting story. Yes. Yep. We got, of course, the story of going to the planet. 
to do the exchange for Maddox, and then we got the reveal of Agnes's situation. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot in yeah. one episode. One thing that I thought... I don't know how I felt about the editing of the episode. So I've noticed Discovery has done this too, and I feel like I know what you're going to be talking about. Is uh, it when they're planning... They're like planning how to go down and approach this and it's also happening at the same time yes yeah i don't i don't as a bit and me as a video editor i don't like this choice discovery has done this too yeah it felt like maybe an okay idea but it almost seemed like they thought of it after they shot everything right so that the scenes didn't work as well as maybe they did this in the second episode as well when they went back to see um, that worked though i thought i i still i don't i'm not a fan of it because it just it it the thing is, it takes me out of the of what's going on sometimes, and I don't like that cho- that choice of video editing. Yeah, I think sometimes it can work. I think yeah, because it can make it a kind of interesting. I think I think in this case though, like when they went back to her apartment, like it was a much shorter moment, but this one it was kind of long, and they just kept cutting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yes, yes. Maybe. It's almost as if like they had they had to plan too much. And they almost feared like the audience is going to forget what they have to do. So they would say, okay, we're going to do this. And they would show them doing it. And then back to, we're going to do this. And then show them doing that. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I felt about it, but uh, I didn't really. really yeah, it's it's me. not, it's not, I don't, I don't find it to be a good choice of, a good style of editing. I right. find it to be a little jarring at times. Um, it could maybe work if the scenes are a little bit shorter. But, mm. yeah. Mm. So the reason I think at first I thought this episode... I didn't like it. it, threw everything off, was only because, as we talked about last week, I had so many thoughts about how Maddox was going to fit into things. Right. And of course, with Agnes killing Maddox, none of those things are going to happen now. Yeah, I don't but, know what's going on there. <laughs> what but that's all about. I also feel that they got Picard got all the information he really needs from him to, right. to go to the next part of the story. No, you're right. I mean, I didn't think... It's that's all he needed. He needed to know where Soji is. I mean, it doesn't at that point Maddox's right. you know role is not needed anymore. And if he was there, I almost feel like he could have cleared up too much, and there would have been no mystery left. Right. Because we're still left with a lot of mystery. Right. Um. In that, he sent Soji to the the artifact, which. Thank God we find out that everybody knows about the artifact. Now. Yeah, because you would ask me, you would say that to me, was bothering was it, me a was lot. Was it last week? You were at, every week like, since you we saw saying, the artifact. You were saying like, does uh, does Picard know about? Yes. Do you think Picard knows about the? And I said he probably does. I yeah, I don't know. Something about it seemed both super secretive and mysterious. Yeah. And yet it also felt like a college campus. <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah. So. Well, go down, go down your list of notes. Well, I'm jumping around because we okay. are jumping around. So, uh, all right. Soji is there on the artifact to yep. find the truth of the ban, mm-hmm. meaning with the, the synths. Right. All right, so that makes sense. Um, and we never even got to see what was going on on the, on the artifact this week. They totally left it in the dark. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I guess because all the other stories, there were so many. Which I was kind of fine with, Me in too. all honesty. I needed, I needed a break from that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then he said there's a Romulan Feder- Federation conspiracy. Yep. We which, kind of knew that already. Right. But did Picard yeah. know it? He had hints, but he didn't fully know it. 
Yeah. And then he says, this is a big one, we did it. Sung and I did it. Mm-hmm. So he did somehow get Sung work yep. the neuron. Yep. We still don't know how. And we still don't know anything about lore. We don't know anything about lore. Yeah. Um, it seems... Yeah. seems like we're not going to see lore, how, doesn't it? I don't know. That could be the... I could see that being the finale or something like that. How can you, how can you not? Well, and plus, like, we don't know. It could just be a line of dialogue, even. It's not like Lore has to be the villain, right? Right. It could just be, or, oh, yeah, I harvested parts from Lore. I killed him. Yeah. Because he was an asshole. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's yeah. dead now, so we're not going to get that line. Yep. Um, yeah, so we got that... Is that everything he gets? That's it what he gets. That's all he needs. Hmm. Um, and that's enough because I feel that it, he would, they would have got too much information. He could have told them how he knows about the conspiracy, you know, right. what the goal of the conspiracy is, why they did it, and that's all still left out there for them to figure out. Yeah. And the Tal Shiar blew up his lab. So here's what I found a little interesting. So in Maddox's scene... At the bar in Free Cloud, he's talking to um, Jaisal. Who I thought was wearing a service at first. Yeah, there's definitely some evil twin vibes. And there was actually somebody commented about that on Twitter, like made that observation. So you're not alone. Or maybe it was okay. you. Um, so they clearly have a little bit of a history there. But um, the interesting thing is what we find out about her from Seven. Mm is that she likes to... And it was seen as the opening scene with Egypt. She's harvesting Borg parts. Because they're worth a lot of money. Because they're worth a lot of money. Is that coincidence? Like, do you see any possible linkage between that and what's going on in the artifact? Oh, right. Well, yeah, it's almost as if like, the I, artifact is an industrial it level. It didn't hit me until, like, the third time watching it. I was like, oh, my God, wait. Right. Well, they, is she, any involvement there? Because we don't even. Well, remember the line from last week. Um, they see us XBs as either something to be feared or like weapons to be used. So. Yeah. I think that's similar. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Whether or not she I seems like she's that. very low level though. She's yeah. like a like a you know like a gun dealer in a city who's got a few guns. Yeah. Whereas what the Romulans are doing is like military industrial complex level of weaponry. Right. Maybe. Yeah, I just I found that to be very it didn't it didn't occur to me until like after the third time I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting that the Borg are so put upon now. Yeah. They're so um like they're like they're like the um the oppressed people. Well I have to wonder now because is it is it, and is that because of seven Seven and Egypt, former drones. I mean, I wouldn't say Picard because he was only assimilated for a few days and he wasn't even fully assimilated either. And yet somehow we see Locutus in the next week's uh, preview. I wonder if that was him. I don't know if it is. Looks like him to me. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if now with the two of them, having the two of them back in the Alpha Quadrant, like did that sort of open up the the market for like a potential like, oh, we could harvest these people and like try to or how many are around it well, seems like thing. she like, has a whole business there's going. only two of them but I don't know because yeah. the way Picard was talking when he was 
the French Borg dealer. Yeah. His whole his whole vibe was um as if this happens all the time. It's like, oh no, this is one of the good ones, the young one, well, Jean-Fee. Well, I don't, I can't remember how, how long that artifact was sitting there for. But well, I just mean. What was the spark to say we need to, you know, like was someone, it was the artifact first, and, and then somebody was like, oh, and by the way, right. there happens to be or two drones out there, ex ex drones out there running around. I think you though know? there had to be more than that because it's. Yeah. I get the impression that, um. This lady, what, what's her name? J, uh, Harvester. Oh, Jay. Just call her Jay, because that's what someone's calling her. Jay. Okay, Jay. Yeah. Was um had a business going, so I think she's done this to more people. And that was the vibe that Seven gave. Also. Yeah, maybe. Which Unless is, she's somehow tied to that boy cube. Right. Yeah. Although she was definitely hanging out in a bar. But I get what you're saying. Like, there's a whole, there's a whole, there seems to be a whole business side of it now yeah um and you know so, we have at least hugh and company yeah around somewhere yeah so well, the thing that seems like they they come off here and there you right. know maybe we just don't know all the stories we say just because we didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen and i was extremely surprised that given the borg artifact being out there that seven had at least at this point that we don't that we know of had no involvement in that at all. Well, here's my other being thing. Being a former drone, right? No, here's my other question. Yeah. We, I, don't know, I don't fully know what the status is of Romulan Federation relations at this point. Well, the neutral zone has been... The Romulan neutral zone has been dissolved mm-hmm. as a result of all of this. Okay. And what about, but, but what about Romulan space? Can they just go... Yeah, we don't sort of know the status of Romulan space. We just know that... We don't know the status of their relationship right now. We Are just know adversaries? that... I mean, there's a conspiracy going on between them, so... Well, right, but right. as far as the world knows. Yeah, and I don't know, and, and it also makes me wonder how the Tal Shiar is still able to function with no... I guess my point, I guess our kind of point is, with the Romulan supernova, it's not... It doesn't seem well known, like, how much of an effect... How much did that actually take out? Was it just those two planets? What is the status of the Empire itself? Right, because they still have the Tal Shiar going on. They right. still have these high-placed plants in right. Starfleet. Right. There are still communities here and there. Right. Did the elites get off of the Empire? Yeah, that's not clear. One like, would think they would. The ones who Picard had a good relationship with, then a bad relationship with, is that specific to just him? Or is that, uh, you know, does that also apply to the Federation sort of as a whole? Right. Right. Like with those Romulan nuns, would they look at another Starfleet officer the same way they do Picard? Right. You know, is, Picard, know is Picard the exception? We know the people on the planet would would yeah be the same, which is not like them. Right. And I wonder if the Romulan leadership got away. Because you would think. Yeah, that's not entirely clear yeah. right now. Yeah. And if we know that Tal Shiar got away, I wonder if it's sort of after the Soviet Union how. Russia and the U.S. Like, yeah, we're friends, but not really. Yeah. Although for a while they were friends. But yeah, wow. I'm wondering what the status is because. But even after, say, to your point, the collapse of the Soviet Union, those Soviet satellite states. I mean. Oh yeah, they became independent. I know you. Ha- I mean, I know you had Germany reunify and stuff, but there was no real sense of like. Poland, those states being sort of like in disarray, right? 
No, there was a transition point, but they, you know, adopted parliamentary democracies. And, yeah. And they were good. Yeah, and so given the fact that, you know, this is the Romulan Empire, like, are there other planets within the Empire that... Because I think I, I talked about this a few weeks ago, like, even though the home world is destroyed, are they able to sort of transfer the seat of government yeah. to another world? Because you're an empire, you have other planets in your empire, like... Right. And yeah, or if, how much did the supernova take out? I don't know. And if their two secret police forces are still operating, right. then someone... It, it has to exist. Some of them are still around. It has to exist on some level, albeit a potentially weakened state. I mean, there are Romulan ships in the we've seen coming and out of the the um the artifact right so the em- still the empire exists on some level yeah and they still but... run the artifact in some official way right and they still you know they they staff it with people yeah and who's they even like what is the state of the government yeah exactly yeah i think we need to know that i hope we do hope we get to learn yeah. Um, um, two quick observations, though. Yes. So I don't know if you noticed this. Three observations, actually. When Rios beamed down to Free Cloud, he went into Quark's bar. Quark's from DS9. That was the that was his bar. Oh, so really? clearly Quark has a franchise. I didn't catch yeah. that. And the, what? the big alien he's talking to references Quark in dialogue. I didn't miss that. Completely yeah. Somewhere. And then next to Quark's is a barbershop, Mr. Mott's Hair Emporium. Mr. Mott was the barber on the Enterprise on Next Generation. He was a bullion. Oh, that's silly. Yeah. And I know, it's just a random thing. That's like that's like when the, when the uh, You'll Be Dead guy in Rogue One yeah. from New Hope. Just, yeah, and then across the way they have Dabo tables. Dabo was a uh, gambling yeah. game on yeah, right, Quark's right. on DS9. And then... Right. Um, was there a tailor? Ooh, a mysterious tailor in there, too. Jay... In the beginning, Jay Han offers Bruce Maddox some Tranya, which is a drink from the Corbomite Maneuver from TOS. Well, that's fine, because drinks are drinks. Yeah. That's the drink that Clint Howard offered uh, William Shatner. Tranya. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's a good one to love. There's some deceit in a foot. Yes. That's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. Did you also notice that Rafi's son works at... Um, oh, that's... Sorry. S- what? Go ahead. That's really cool, because that drink is used in Moments of Deception in both times. Yes, that's what I meant. That, yeah, oh, very good. So it's the drink of deception. Yeah. Yeah. That is um, fun. See, sorry. and now, when people say, the writers don't even watch Star Trek, come on. They use the same drink before someone deceives someone. Right. The writers watch Star Trek, everybody. Well, in Corporate Maneuver, in that case, it was when the deception was... I mean, you find out it was a deception, but it didn't go any further. It was sort of so. It was sort of like the end of it was revealing the truth of the deception. This was sort of the beginning of a, yeah, yeah. But either way, deception nevertheless. And they watched Turk, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Rafi's son works at uh, Space Planned Parenthood. Yep. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Which yeah. Which was interesting because that was an interesting scene. I mean, it gave her character some depth and. Yeah. Yeah. And we've never heard anything about how birth control works, right? In Star Trek? Not that I know of. And we still didn't, but we saw yeah. that there is a Yeah. I mean, so that scene is obviously a pickup of why she came along on the on this trip in the first place because that's what she was going to Right. She had to keep forward it a to reconnect with, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was very mysterious about it. It was very sad to see. I mean, you got the impression just of a real 
story of a mom who clearly was yeah. obsessed, got a drug problem also, mm-hmm. and wasn't there for her family, and just, it's too late for her to make it up. I really like that actress, too. I think she does a really great job, especially in that scene. Like, she's really, she's become one of my favorite characters on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. And in her scene with Patrick Stewart also, when she was leaving, was nice. When mm-hmm. they were saying goodbye. Yep. That but you really knew, nice. like, okay, well, she's not leaving. She's definitely going to be back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it was really nice because there was a moment when you could see that she wanted to say something else. Mm-hmm. And she started to say it. Yeah. But then it's not really in her character. She was probably going to, like, apologize or say something about how much she cares for him, but she couldn't even bring herself to do it. Yeah. But Patrick Stewart gave this expression and just a, like, yeah. you don't even have to say it, I know. Which was nice. Right. It was a very good, very um, good scene. The, the thing that I'm finding very strange about this episode is like is the use of Elnor. So clearly he's now, it, obviously he's going to be the fish out of water, and like no matter every, no matter where they go. Yeah, because he he's been raised by nuns. He's, right. He has no experience in the world. So right. I liked this. I liked this. I liked it. It was just it felt weird at first because you did, you you had no you had no indication of that last week. Right. And then suddenly this week it's like oh okay he's going to be the fish out of water. Yeah. And this is going to be really fun. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. That he'll be the fish out of water, but also he can decapitate people at a second's notice well right because you because in my mind i'm thinking to myself okay he's going to be the sort of quote-unquote muscle he's going to be the fighter and take care of everything and people will be both but he's also i don't want to say the butt of the joke but you know what you know who else does picard know who was the muscle and the butt of the joke Worf. yes (laughs) so he's used to that dynamic i guess yeah um but he yeah he had some really great moments yeah he brought some uh, levity to the scenes yeah Yes, he brought some levity to the scenes. Um, I said levity earlier and I stopped and re-recorded. I didn't I mean to say, say it. anything about it. I know, it. but that's why he's saying levity with a smile, <laughs> now that you can see the smile. But yeah, so I fucked up and said levity earlier, even right. though they can't. And I just wanted to show him it in its proper context. So that he it just remember. popped into my head. I don't know why. Um, so yeah, I liked the use of Elnor in this um, in this episode. Yeah, I like um, it. Oh wait, before I talk about Rafi's son's pregnant Oh yes, 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 wife. Sorry, yes, yeah. Romulan, I believe. Romulan? Yeah. I can't tell the difference. Romul- Some Romulans have ridges, but they also have a very, like, angled, pointed hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. But a Vulcan could get a Romulan hairstyle, right? I guess, but they don't normally. Unless... But their hairstyles aren't that different. But, uh, but, uh, but that's how they've been shown to go undercover. They just got to cut their hair like Romulans. And, <laughs> and, and I wasn't fine. sure about the lady in Starfleet, either. Yeah. What is she? I think she's a Romulan posing as a Vulcan. Okay, so <laughs> to my point. Yeah, but well, because she had the Commodore Oak, because she had the Idic sign, the Idic um, badge on her desk. Infinite diversity and infinite combination. It's a circle with the triangle in there. Okay, the Vulcan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, um, well, I don't know because at the same time, it because it's a conspiracy between the Federation and Starfleet, she could very well be a Vulcan. In That's Starfleet, not who's working with... I know. So... Unless it is logical. We don't know what it is, whether or not they're working yeah. on it yet. So maybe it is logical. Agnes certainly thought it was logical. Um, it was the hell of it But, is. yeah, I don't know I don't know about that. Like, I don't... Uh, it was interesting. It was interesting, but... The interbreeding. Yeah. But there's been interbreeding before. Yeah, but if it's a Romulan, that would seem more... And, but see, and that's also another... That also kind of goes back to the whole idea of... How much of an effect does a supernova have on 
the Romulans. Like, right. Have some of them just have any of these Romulans? So I was just decided to forget about hostilities and just be more open and right. And you need a stability. are they going to be more common like in you know regular planetary societies? And now? maybe there aren't know. enough good Romulans to are they marry. For a, yeah. Are they looking for a home? Right, and it's, yeah. you know you find someone that you jive with and why right. not get married and have a life and then you have stability or is it a case of being a younger Romulan from a newer generation who just doesn't see the hostilities that like the older generation oh, yeah. has right yeah young Romulans that would vote for Bernie exactly <laughs> absolutely um, yeah I don't know about that it's um it was an interesting choice that they made with that yeah um, I would like to see more of it yes I feel like um, we might not I don't know. I, I I was thinking about that. Like, I feel like that scene might not be a one-off. I feel like I could see one more thing happening later on. Maybe she'll get some. I think I, I could see the two. I could. Later. I could see them patching it up. Like yeah. I. So for yeah. right now, just read is very tragic for her, which yes. was added to the character definitely. Right. I'm sorry. So you were saying. I don't know what I was saying. All right. <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know. Um, yeah, but to wrap up, I, yeah, Elnor is becoming the fish out of water, and I think I'm definitely on board with that. Yeah, I like it. And that, that was one of many moments of levity there, because uh, Patrick Stewart doing the um, villainous Frenchman, yes. was, you could tell he was having a lot of fun yes. doing that. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, I'm not quite sure about this whole Seven of Nine and Jay relationship, like... It's very strange to me that there's like a history there that. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. She's a Borg hunter, mm-hmm. and she hunted Seven and almost yep. got her, but didn't. Yep. And but did get her quote unquote son. But and so Seven has made an interesting choice. They made an interesting decision with Seven in that she's now a Fenris Ranger. Yes. And they she. Were keeping order where there was no more order. order. Yeah, because those. Former Federation worlds, I guess that, and with the dissolution of the Romulan neutral zone, there's nobody out. The worlds are kind of doing whatever the hell they want, so she's keeping order in a very sort of volatile area. Yeah, vigilante. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Does does it make sense given you know more of her character than I do? Well, because I was thinking about that. So as Voyager was wrapping up, I mean, and they were getting closer to Earth, you know. Seven, throughout her time on the show, expressed no interest, no desire to go back to Earth because um, she just kind of felt like there's no there's no place for a Borg drone. She was afraid people were going to fear her because she was it's part nice. of, you know, she had been in the Borg Collective and there were people on Earth who have lost people to the Borg. And um, Lieutenant Barkley is actually the one who tried to put her at ease and he said actually people are going to be looking forward to meeting you the most because and it was a very star trek way of doing it he said um you're actually giving hope to anybody who lost someone yeah. to the borg and you're being very um That's a good point inspiring <clears throat> and someone she could... was a little taken aback by that but so, someone could have just told her that no because of roddenberry's vision People in the future don't have any prejudices, even if you killed their family, so that, you know, no one would have feared her. Yes. Yeah. That's what Star Trek is. But Seven, you know, every once in a I while had... sarcastic, by the way. But Seven had very... had often thought about, what is my role going to be when I get back to 
to Earth. You know, right. not she's not in Starfleet. What is she going to do? Right. And um, I'm sure she could have been if she wanted to when she got to Earth. Yeah. But it's a very interesting choice to make. But even then, like that was something that had happened. She had, she had done that after the Romulan supernova. So there's still a little, you know, albeit yeah, small, like a it. tiny window of time. What, yeah, like what did she do as soon as she got back? But, um, yeah, that's unclear. And Star Trek colon Annika coming soon. I know. I know. And I think it's, and I like that Picard was sort of like trying to keep her, um, from going too far with her actions. Yes, I liked it too. And yeah. you remember a little while ago when I said, here's how Picard's going to know 7 to 9. There's going to be a recovery support group yeah. for former Borg. Well, we got like a, you got a, a one-minute scene you got a of that. that right? But I will say, I was, I think, when I watched it a couple more times, I was sort of ultimately disappointed because even though he was telling her, because she, she wanted to kill, 7 wanted to kill Jay out of revenge for what she did. Yes. To each of and I get it. And even Picard was saying, you know... You get no solace from revenge. Murder yeah. is not justice. And I was disappointed that she actually went through with it anyway. I understand, but I yeah. liked how she did it. Yeah. Because I liked when she went back, and then she said, Picard thought that there was still a place for mercy in the universe, and I didn't want to ruin his, the like. Yeah, I, I, I personally was not a fan of that. I, I like that. I wish that she had ultimately decided not to do it because it would have been a really nice moment of character growth for her. Yeah. Um, so I was I was a little disappointed in that... That makes sense. ...aspect of it. Yeah. It, so. it, I thought the one thing that was interesting is that I think we're used to Picard being able to... Those work every time when he does that. Right. On Next Gen, they always work. Right. So I right. think having it not work was a good moment for him to show us that you know, he he's not he does not have any. But in that in that case, so there. even though I wasn't a fan of that of how that turned out, in some ways I can sort of understand if I don't want to say the mind of a hater, but like, you know, I feel like that should not have been the choice they went with. I think I still think that it should have been, you know. Yeah. At least so shows... I, if there's if there's a hater criticism, at least on that, I can. I can kind of get on board with okay. that, but I, I think know. it was good to see that yeah. Picard's not a Pollyanna. No, not Pollyanna. Right. That's not the right word. But Mary Sue. Oh, okay. oh, you're, oh Mary but Sue. you're actually using it right. This yeah, time. because yes. if he had been able to convince her with a couple of yeah. a couple of words, like revenge is not justice, she was like, "Oh, you're right." Yeah. I mean, come on, that would have been a little silly. Yeah. Even though Picard is very. I just persuasive. I wish she didn't, but given what she, I still understand. But given. Yeah. Yeah. And she, but she went out of the way to not get them involved. Yeah. Yeah. I did think but, it was interesting that... Well, here's... This is actually a question, too, before we even get into it. So, the big guy, Mr. Vu, Mr. Vum. Yep. Mr. Vought, I think his name was? Yeah. Vum. Vought. I think it was Vum, whatever. Vup. Vup, Mr. Vup, Vup I'm sorry. Vup, yeah. Yes. So, they called him, like, a sentient reptiloid? Yes. So... Yes. Isn't every humanoid sentient? They never have to bring up sentient before. You know, yeah. They don't call the Gorn a sentient reptiloid. Right. Well, I watched. I I actually played that moment back a couple times, and I thought to myself, "Wait, is he a is he a 
a uh, a synthetic. Well, what I was thinking was yeah. that maybe he was like a lower life form, like he was sentient, but that was it. He like right, that, but he seemed like he wasn't. He was able to reason. Yeah. Think. I, I, I didn't get it. Very strange. Yeah, it was a very interesting line. I I, I don't know if it means anything. Yeah, and then but but then he was so willing to kill him. Right. Which was weird too, because they just had this whole talk about look, don't kill, it's not worth it. Right. And then he's like, boom, and kills him. And Picard didn't say anything. I thought maybe that would be a joke line or something, or right, or maybe everyone knew he wasn't fully conscious. I don't know. It yeah. was very odd. Yeah. And can smell a lie, can smell what you had for dinner. Yeah, that was. And if you had sex with it. And, yeah, that was yeah. and then you had to give beta blockers to them so they wouldn't smell like fear, which was good. Which was pretty cool. Right. And that would totally work. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing I did like about the editing. When we kept going back to Agnes, yep. I thought she was nervous because she was nervous about doing the um, beaming. Right. Yeah, so did I. But she was not. She was nervous because no. she knew she was going to have to kill Maddox. That uh-huh. was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking of... Um, uh, yeah, just that she was nervous. And I was also thinking of um, Chekhov from the 2009 Star Trek. Oh, right, when they... His yeah, incredible right. beaming skills. Yes, 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 yes. Um, no, I had the same thought. Yeah, and that's I think what they, that's, that's what they want you to think, at least, right. at least initially. But, but then, then on second watch, you see, oh, crap. And that's yeah. why she kept shutting off the computer. The image. The, yeah, the yeah. medical... Com- Emergency medical hologram, the image. Thank you. Yeah. Because he was going to figure it out. Right. And he even said it when she was just about to kill him. Captain, Agnes is having a... And then she shut him off. Right. That was kind of cool. But she kind of telegraphed her nervousness about the about the beaming, at least when they were planning the whole thing out. Yes. So... But I think the it was beyond that. But it, but again, up to that point, you still thought that's what it was. Yeah, and it so wasn't she was even until saying, the, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. It wasn't until the very end when you were like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even notice till second watch, honestly, because she was kept saying yeah. like, "I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it." She's pacing oh, around. That was a very like. Can we talk about the ending, or is there stuff? Is there stuff before then that you want to discuss? Because um, let's that's see. all right. Oh, there's a couple more things. So Vom, okay. I have no idea. Vop, I don't know what was on. I like the guy though. I like the character. Yeah, he was kind of cool. I can yeah. see him hanging out in um, Quark's bar with that big guy who's always there. Morn. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, he's the one who referenced Quark to okay. Rios in the first place. I really so. liked Jay's mm-hmm. costume. was so next-gen. There's going to be some real cosplaying with that. It was Not such me, a next-gen yes. Uh, yes. type of costume. It was great. Yeah. Um, and it was Canto Bright. It looked like something that Loxana Troy would wear. Yes. yes. It looked like a very... yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, you were not the first one to say he looked like an evil twin. Yeah, you couldn't the, not. You looked a lot like her. It actually didn't occur to me at first yeah. until I saw something on Twitter where somebody mentioned it. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, I can see that. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't immediately jump into my mind that that's who that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But and also the team didn't jump in your mind either. So the show does bring some really good closure, I think, for Seven of Nine. Um, although. <sighs> I have no doubt we'll see her again. If we don't, though, this serves as a good ending for her character, I think. Yeah. Yes. I I did like to see the character, and because, as you know, I did start watching um, Voyager. Yep. With when Seven of Nine showed up. Right. 
and I've been slowly making my way through it, so I do like the character. You're doing that now? Yeah, it's been actually about a couple months since I watched any of them, but I still plan on doing more. Um, yeah, well, so I remember you not enjoying them. No, when Seven and I showed up, I started to like them. I mean, I hated okay. that guy. Tom Paris? No, yeah, him, and then the, the little guy, the little alien guy. Neelix. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Paris is whatever, but he just seemed like he walked right off of a soap opera set from the 80s. Yeah, we could see him. And that drives me crazy. But, um, so, but she gives Picard a little thing and said, if you ever need a vigilante, but I don't know what yep. it was. Yeah, it's like a business card, I think. Or type of business. <laughs> well, like just a way of getting in touch with her, I assume. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could not be, maybe not a business card exactly, but a, a means of contacting her okay, as a yeah. business card does. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if they had already established. Yeah, here, email me, Picard, you know, I don't know. Um, her digits. Yeah, I just, it's some, it's some method of getting in touch with her. Okay, yeah. Um. So, mildly funny story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, when Seven beamed off the ship, apparently, the Voyager theme was playing very gradually, and <laughs> I was getting mad. Subtly, not gradually. Slowly, I was getting subtly, subtly. Oh, subtly. I'm sorry. The Voyager tune was playing in a very subtle way as she was beaming out and I was getting mad and frustrated because I just wasn't hearing it yeah. I, I felt like for the first time in my life I was like am I just unbelievably tone deaf I just don't hear this at all and it even got to the point I'm so I made a post on Twitter about this and I'm like I don't <laughs> I don't hear it at all yeah. and the very nice folks over at trekcore.com even made a video for me playing the scene from Picard of Seven beaming out and then or no first they played the Voyager theme for me like the first I saw this. few seconds of it that's what I sent you then they played the um, scene of her beaming out and I'm like I'm sorry I just don't hear it at all and I'm like is it a riff Yeah. and they go no it's the theme exactly as it is and I'm like it, it's not the theme exactly as it is I don't hear it here's the thing and then you were explaining it to me and I when I went back and listened I was like okay I can like maybe kind of but I still don't it's very subtle I would not have known it's two notes that's the only thing it's only two notes because there's a part oh my god it was driving me crazy that is very distinctive in the he's got a guitar by the way and he's gonna demonstrate this to me so it's just like all it is is despite my musical background yeah you know how that's in it prominently there's the part where it goes dun 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 yeah uh, 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 uh. so yeah. that's all it was was and it was the same distance of notes in, right. in that kind of it was slower but it was in that but I think they stressed and slowed the wrong note they did it at the front instead of the back okay and I don't middle. even know if it was the same notes but the thing is that it's the same distance between the notes my, which is what matters my point is yeah is if Nobody told me that's what that was. Yeah. I would not have noticed. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it was very, very subtle. Yeah. I And I'm telling you, I played that back like 30 times. And it was beginning. You begin- didn't hear that. Dun, dun, dun. I, even when I played the Voyager theme, because after that, I was, I was like listening to the Voyager theme like all day. And I, I, for some reason, it was just really bothering me. I just wasn't, I just wasn't hearing it. Alright. Yeah. I, but even then, I still feel like what you demonstrate, I still feel like that's a riff. 
I mean, sure. Because it's not it's not the theme exactly. No, it's even two though notes it's the three the notes. <laughs> but that's still a riff, as far and as I'm two concerned. of the notes are the same note. But again, the guys at Trekcore are like, no, it's the theme exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, it's, it's, I'm it's like, a tiny snippet from the theme exactly. Even listening to them back to back, I was like, I, I'm just going to say I'm tone deaf and I don't hear it. Because this is like that scene from Seinfeld where Mr. Pitt's trying to find the 3D art in the painting and he just doesn't see it. And he's going crazy. Like, it was the same exact thing. I'm like, I don't hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And I was, I was getting mad at myself for not hearing it. And I was like, is there something wrong with my headphones? Like, is it just... I think because you the, were looking is, for the like, whole theme. Is the bass off or something? And maybe. And it definitely wasn't that. Potentially. I think they could have made it more obvious for me. Yeah, I think they as, wanted as, to be subtle. As selfish as that As if, like, if you hear it, great. If you don't, it, it still sounds fine. Yeah. I would assume. Well, and Seven of Nine never actually had her own theme song, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't really do that in Trek, do they? Kind of. Not like Star Wars. Once, different in, characters uh, have a different once in a while. Once in a while. Archer had his own theme. He deserved it. Yeah, it wasn't very good. He deserved it. Uh, so, my apologies for complaining. I'm, I know. All right, the end. A whining boy. Um, the end. So, um, I think... Okay, so a couple things. We get confirmation that when Sunglass Commodore... Commodore. Oh... Commodore O. Yeah. Yeah. When she... I... When we saw her with the sunglasses on and she talked to her, she revealed something to her because she said, I wish they hadn't shown me. I wish I didn't know. I wish you mm. could you could know what I know. I wish I didn't know. Right. And that he has to... He, she had to kill him because she knew something. And remember they discussed earlier, what is it like the truth that will... The tell like the truth that will that you can't know. It's so horrible. It's it's yes. yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. horrible. It'll like they say it would like break your perception or break something. Yeah. Something like it was something like a break your brain or something yeah. like that. I think yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that she got revealed that probably by Commodore O. Yeah. And that's when she was recruited into the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising, and I think a well chosen character because the last character we would have ever expected. Yeah, because she plays very and much one the of the innocent. Ma- well, and also one of the main characters. Like you don't right to have one of the main characters just turn like that. Right. Yeah. Now the rest of the crew's gonna know, right? I mean, they're definitely gonna find out about it. The question is, is she gonna somehow conceal it? Right. I think. And if they do find out, what are they gonna do? And is she gonna continue to undermine them? Obviously. Well, and to your point, um, the need. Maddox's necessity for being there is not needed any longer. Right. right. So it's like almost like the character knew that and eliminated him from the show because he's not needed on the plot anymore. Yeah. But it's um, almost like the the writers were showing in that moment. Right. Because he gave Picard just enough to move him to the next place in the mystery, but mm-hmm. not enough to solve it. Right. So what the heck with Agnes? It's also, she's the last person you would even expect on that crew to do something like, do something like that anyway. Just because exactly. of the way she carries herself. She's very innocent seeming. Very innocent. Um, has a lot of Tilly in her, I think. Yeah, well, I, I thought so, but I guess not. Yeah. yeah. Now we know she's... But, I think, but that's also, I think, the point. They're leading not just the characters, but they're leading you, the audience, down this road 
where you would not even expect that to be the case. So it's all done for shock value. Yeah, I think. Um, no, I completely did not expect that. I thought, no. oh, now they have Maddox on board. He's going to be with them now. They're going to get all the answers. And then... But at the same time, maybe he's not dead. Maybe oh, like they had the flatline. Right, but before. maybe next week somebody will. Maybe. But I watch it know. with um, subtitles. Well, no, I. And it, it said, said flatline. No, I know, yeah. and you could hear it, but I do wonder, like, are they going to somehow? resuscitate oh, him right. next week you know true. what I mean the cut yeah. right right it did. that was yeah. the last thing in the episode although memory alpha is claiming he's dead but he's dead who knows so he could come in and yeah. initiate computer CPR yeah um yeah I'm gonna be very curious to find out what the follow to that's gonna be maybe um cause next week they're actually making their way to the artifact right maybe yeah. the what's his name Elnor Elnor's gonna decapitate her <laughs> No, Picard doesn't want any more decaps. No, Elder's gonna come in and say, "Are we still pretending? <laughs> Are you pretending to kill him?" Yeah, I made some, I made some great gifts out of that. Um, <laughs> but no, I think overall it's a, um, I, I, I don't know. It's definitely my least favorite episode of the season so far. Me too. Because it just, I think a lot happened. It was a heavy episode, and it really, it's, a, it's almost like this transit. It's a transitional episode in a way like it's even though this is the we are now officially at the midpoint of the season this is now the transitional episode taking you into the next sort of phase of the season right and potentially which, wrapping this story which up. i think is great that they're on the the artifact next week yeah because i was sort of worried if they didn't get to the artifact till the right. last episode or the second to last episode well and here's the thing so knowing that this season was going to be 10 episodes mm. and i think i began to talk about this a few weeks ago I'm not now still getting the sense of they're still introducing more shit yes. and they're not going to resolve it in the end like it's almost like one question is answered but not but like almost not fully answered because it, it just leads you to another one because yes. I think you because in other words okay you have one question of are they going to find Bruce Maddox yes they found him but now in place of that question is, well, why did she kill him? Right. Yes. You know, so there are a lot of these, and like, get... questions answered, but questions replaced. So it's like right. you almost you always have at least, like, say, like, five questions going there. Some yeah. may get answered, some not. But when some get answered, a new one comes in and sort of takes right. its place. Or they at least so... get information that's going to point them to where they can find the answer. Yeah. So still at the moment, it all feels very thought out yeah, and still very feel like we're in good hands. Contained. I, still I will feel give like we're you the analogy. I'll, we try not to do this too much, but I'll give you the Discovery Season 2 analogy. Yeah. Okay? Rafi walks in and says, yes. there are five more Borg cubes and Soji and Dodge are not the only one. There are synths like them on each of the other cubes yeah. and Lore just told me about it. And everybody says, okay, let's go to all the cubes. That would be the season discovery season two. And we have four episodes left to do it. Where they add something new. Yes. They learned about it off screen where we yeah. couldn't even see it. Right. And then everybody just is immediately on board. Yeah, they're not doing that. Yes. Which is so good. Thank God. Picard himself is... Because Picard is the one who's out of the loop on all of these things. So he's the one who has to be asking the questions. What is Zatvash? What is this? What is that? Yeah, explain even the this, artifact. That. He seemed to not really know much. He was... Uh, he knew, like... He seemed to know of its existence, but... Yeah. It's almost like... 
Picard almost knows the same level of stuff that we, the audience, knows. Like, yeah. Because, like, we know the artifact is there, but we, we probably know more than he does. We don't know any more than he does. Like, maybe a little bit more, but right. we're still kind of... It almost yeah. sounds like to him it could have maybe... He thought maybe it was a rumor or something. Yeah. Because he seemed very doubtful. Yeah. So... Um, and again, you know, I'll be curious to see how this all winds up and how we do our, uh, season wrap up in a couple of weeks. I mean, that's about five weeks away anyway, but, um, you know, are you hoping that this story resolves itself at the end or that it continues into next season? Or maybe they resolve the big things and like these tiny little threads continue into the next season? I hope, and I may mention it before, I hope that they solve the big question, but then that opens up. A deeper thing. It opens up a new mystery yeah. as a result. So, for yeah. instance, they figure out Soji in the cube, let's say, but then they find out something about the conspiracy between the Romulus and Starfleet that then they have to go after that. Right. So it's like they got the first leg of the mystery taken care of. Now, what's the next? Yes. They find out like the artifact it, yeah. and Soji, mm-hmm. and maybe why everybody's afraid of her. But then this is a conspiracy, or maybe they figure that out, but they don't find out why everyone's afraid of her, or something like that. Yeah. I would think that would make sense. It would be weird if they wrap everything up. I wouldn't mind if they wrapped everything up, to be honest, but I just don't think this is that kind of show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they're going to do... Well, Discovery does a, little bit, does a little bit of that. Like, season one, it wrapped up the Klingon war that we never really saw, and then ended it on a cliffhanger leading you into the next season. But... The after the after effects of the first season are not really, they're not really part of the first, of the second season. Like right. they maybe reference Lorca here and there, but like the events of season one stay specifically in that season and do not really carry over into season two. Yeah, except so, like Discovery's doing a different story every season. There's just that one tiny thread that yeah, like links Georgia, that links them together. Yeah, and I mean the Enterprise showed up in the finale, so. Yeah. Yeah, Klingon, not Klingon guy. Yeah. Who? Ash. Yeah. Um. um but the, yeah, they're gonna get to the artifact on Thursday. Gonna get the artifact. Very, I swear uh, we saw Locutus. Probably just a flashback. I would assume. Yeah, I would need to look at it more because if it is him, the implants yeah. are not right. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so maybe it's not then. But not be. all all but all even, all, Bo- all Borg are bald. Just to yeah. give you an idea. But so. you know what? We have not seen a Borg in full Borgified. Not yet. Yeah, just in that. So, yeah. even, if, even if it's just a Borgified Borg, that's still... A Borg? You know what I mean. A fully... <laughs> I know what you mean. Fully outfitted Borg. Yes. We've seen them like seven, where it's like, you can tell they were Borg, but, you know, come on. Right. Your Borg days are behind you. Later. I mean, we saw some... When she was cutting up each of, you know, that did... We did, after, no, after Seven shot each of it, did sort of pull back and you saw like a Borg, a chopped up Borg oh, yeah. corpse, but right. you're, talking, you're talking like a fully functional Borg, yeah, like Borg, on the artifact. Borg, Borg drone, yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah we, we have not seen that yet. And if it wasn't Locutus, it was certainly a full Because we haven't ventured much, we haven't, they haven't ventured much out beyond that to see yeah. where the rest of the drones are. Yeah, all we've seen on the Borg queue really is the public areas. Yeah. Where the college kids get to go. And yeah. Then the food court, the beds, the, the dorms. The slide hallway. Yeah. Yeah. The Meanwhile, there are probably drones active somewhere in that. The sexy time know. place. Well, no, not active because the, the cube shut down, but yeah. 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 
So. So I wonder why they're there. Are they there to? Uh, did they sick them after Picard or something? Yeah. Who knows? All I know is I, I I have to keep asking if this is tied into to Jay because she's harvesting Borg. She wants to harvest Borg products. They're harvesting Borg products. It seems like so there has to be some connection there. Yeah. You know. I think it's just establishing that we live in a world where Borg ex Borg are. Yeah. Hunted because they're valuable. Yeah. Overall, be it on a big scale where they're doing quote unquote research, so it seems more legitimate. Right. And then she's doing like street mm-hmm. salvaging, but maybe the point is for us to question is there any difference really? Yeah, potentially. I don't know. That would be a good idea to explore. Mm-hmm. That would be a very trekkie idea to explore. One thing I will say I still, I like the show, but I still wish the stakes were not so high. That's the issue I'm facing with modern Trek at the moment. The stakes are always way too high. It's always like the galaxy is at stake or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Starfleet has it's, been compromised. It's it's it does not it's never subtle. No. These days. No. Yeah. I find though this is common amongst all. But I don't. Yeah, it's not like limited. sci-fi fantasy media. It's not limited to Trek. It's not limited to Trek. But I think that no. the more you do that though, the less you have your audience. Like, because you just know. Okay, well, they're not going to destroy the Federation. They're not going to destroy Earth. Right. And, right. well... Oh, no, that's a different... No, wait. They um, destroyed Vulcan in the 2009 film. All right, now. Um, Discovery goes into the future. I was thinking that, too, yeah. And there's no Starfleet, is there? I mean, we don't know. All we know is... Booker says to Burnham, you believe in ghosts? She's like, what does that mean? He goes, that badge on your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Maybe we're witnessing the dissolution of Starfleet. I, I postulated that multiple times. That's interesting. Yeah. Because there's already been one connection. So it takes 900 years, apparently. <laughs> right. Yeah, for this to happen. But yeah. It is... makes sense. Because we know what happens at some point between Discovery But here's the thing. When ever next season of Discovery set. I, I don't if that's the I don't want that. Cuz that make that gives Picard a very bleak a, a very bleak next couple of seasons. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's true. They're going bleak though. I but mean, again, between so this is worth talking about the bleakness because yeah. it is sort of bleak, but again, Picard is the Roddenberry vision. Right. He's the one who's arguing you're not going to get solace from revenge, murder is not justice. Mhm. He's the he's the one who's holding on to that idea. So it's not as if it's completely abandoned. Picard is still arguing for it, which I think is mm-hmm. is should satisfy people. I just I don't want this to be the beginning of what we see. Yeah, I don't either. On honestly. Discovery, <laughs> um, but. Don't get me wrong, I think it could be at least cool to have the two shows linked together like that, but I don't want this to be the beginning of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because from all, from what it seems like, at least in the Discovery trailer and the recent promotional artwork that's been released, Discovery finds itself in a very bleak future. And it uh-huh. seems to me that, it, it seems to me that they are going to try to be the beacon of hope to kind of bring them back to... Um, right. To try to remember who they were. Yeah. But it got um, bleak somehow. But even then, like, in Discovery's time, 
They're Granted, not. it was during a war. Like, the Federation seemed a little... Yeah, they weren't super hopeful on yeah, Discovery. Yeah, so... Unless they, um... I don't know, adopt the, like, be more like Tilly attitude. See, but see, and that's... If if I have any complaints, that's what I want to see more of. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this is not new. I mean, we've always seen this in the various uh, incarnations of Trek. There's some sort of corruptness on some level oh, God, in yes. Starfleet someplace. But How um, many corrupt Starfleet people is Picard faced off against? I mean, pretty much every, almost every admiral is corrupt in Trek. Yeah. I mean, there are a few exceptions, but pretty much every admiral, admiral is corrupt. Corrupt. But he didn't stay an admiral very long. Right. Actually, that's not true. Think about, Look at all the shit he did and got himself demoted. He did break a lot of rules, yeah, he but he wasn't rules. corrupt. Yeah. He was just a rule breaker. Um, I mean, insurrection is a perfect example of that. So, I mean, there are multiple examples all throughout the uh, the franchise, but um, yeah. if it, anything, it's become a trope for the franchise, and in my opinion, it's getting a little old. Yeah. Yeah. I think, though, it is... I was listening to a podcast with someone I generally very much respect today. Um, he's usually comics-focused, but he, he's been doing Picard. Mm. And um, it just... A lot of the criticism, and he was going with the one of, it's too bleak, it's not the hopeful Star Trek future, and it's very selective memory of what That's people what you find with a lot of choose to think yeah. Star Trek is. Yeah. Yeah, just selective memory. Yeah, I mean, and that's what the issue is with a lot of these gatekeepers, is that they have very selective memories, or they don't know... Yeah, they just don't know the franchise as well as they think they do. Well, they know it, and they just choose to only remember the parts and when you, that fit their argument. And when you present them with proof, like, no, actually, that's not a canon violation because of XYZ, mm. they move the goalposts even further. And that's been my... In my experience, that's been my issue with a lot of these gatekeepers I see online. Cool. Well, um, I guess we'll pick up again uh, this weekend with a new episode that's coming out. So. Yes, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see everybody then.